Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Welcome back to California School News Radio, the voice of education in California on WSRadio.com. Our next guests are the co-founders and directors of an amazing arts education program that's brought international acclaim to Linwood Unified School District, Building Relationships and Inspiring Dialogue Through Global Exchange, or BRIDGE, theater project. It's the creation of Adam Calasperis and Joe Quintero, and they're both here with us today. Welcome, Adam and Joe. Good afternoon. much. <laughs> Over the course of four years, Bridge has supervised more than 100 student-written and performed plays, more than enough to create your own series on Netflix. But it all started in Ecuador. Adam, Joe, what's, what's the story there? How did you guys get it together? Joe, you should take the lead on this. Uh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, well, first of all, it's great to be uh, on, on the uh, Having this conversation with you, uh, Ecuador you came about uh, out of a desire to uh, bring the tools and techniques that uh, students gain from a theater uh, curriculum to uh, uh, young kids in Ecuador. Uh, at the time, uh, my grandmother had a school down in Ecuador, and I know that we wanted to do this kind of work, and we figured a great uh, place to test out, uh, to test this out would be, uh, you know, a place where we had access to teachers and students. Uh, and so we went to Ecuador about 10 years ago to test out uh, this uh, program. And um, we, we, we suspected it would be a wonderful thing, but it was a really, really uh, uh, powerful uh, uh, time that we spent there uh, that eventually... Uh, we ended up returning back there to do a complete program and bring in plays from Los Angeles. So I would say that the uh, have, uh, knowing someone with a school there and, and having some roots myself there is what uh, got us started in Ecuador. It's a great place to start, you know. Well, let's advance the timeline just a little bit. In 2011, current Linwood Unified Superintendent Gudiel Crossway saw one of your performances uh, somewhere in L.A. and was greatly impressed. So how did the partnership between Bridge and Linwood come about? Well, that, uh, um, yes, uh, uh, that um, performance was, was after we had done our full program in Ecuador. We, uh, as Joe had alluded to, we had uh, worked with students in Los Angeles to write a couple plays that we then brought uh, back to Ecuador our second time there um, uh, in the fall of 2011. And um, the students, and Ecuador performed those two plays uh, written by the Los Angeles kids. So when we came back in December of that, that year, 2011, um, we had a gathering with, uh, with the students from Los Angeles so they could see video footage of their plays being um, performed and produced by these Ecuadorian children. And we invited uh, several people who we knew, um, uh, friends of ours, you know, uh, friends in education, um, and uh, Dr. Crossway. Um, uh, happened to come to that presentation. Um, and so uh, it, it, it planted the seed for what would then become our now um, uh, longstanding partnership with Linwood Unified. 
um, but that took another another few years to manifest. So, yeah, I want to ask you, uh, both of you folks, about the playwriting uh, process. Um, uh, and, you know, certainly there's a lot of moving parts to it in that aspect of it. So what do students in the bridge learn, and how do the uh, teaching artists uh, draw out the subject matter? The teaching artists, uh, uh, and I can start this, Adam, and you can take it away, but the teaching artists begin investigating with the uh, young students uh, 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 things that are important to them, uh, you know, um, and that resonate with them, whether it's, in their own lives, what they're hearing in the news, what what's going on in their community, and then they work with the students collaboratively to uh, uh, write uh, in, in dialogue uh, format uh, and explore and navigate these themes. Um, they start building characters around these themes. So they're very personal, but it's, it's uh, obviously fictionalized as well. Um, so that's uh, in terms of how they... they they generate the material. Um, you want to take it away, Adam? And, and, and we, we ensure, you know, because we're dealing with um, uh, sometimes sensitive topics, you know, the, the, uh, the children, you know, aren't just writing fairy tale stories, you know, uh, although there's nothing wrong with that. We just, we like to dig deeper. And so we um, find it the utmost importance to set up uh, a safe space for, for the children to feel comfortable to explore these topics. And, um, and to have that, that safety and that trust with the, uh, with the teaching team. And so we lead into that, um, those kinds of discussions and um, uh, create an atmosphere where the children feel comfortable um, all collaborating in a discussion that then generates the themes um, that will become their plays. The, the, the students are definitely not pulling any punches with this material because I've, I've seen a couple of the plays performed uh, last year, and I'm wondering, do the students understand that uh, that they're potentially delving into controversial material here when when they do these plays, or are they just that, you know I, this is how I, I, I feel. What's that? Oh, I'm decided. Do, do they understand that they're generating potentially controversial material? I don't think that they're necessarily cognizant of, about the fact that this material may be controversial. I think they're just. Um, they're sharing the truths of what's happening in their lives, and um, and sometimes there's difference of opinion. Um, of course, you know that's that's, that's normal. There's, anytime you get 35 students in a room together, you know not everyone's going to agree on, on the same topics. You know, but we we part of our uh, developing and, and exploring what the culture is of the of the group that we're working with. Um, we do we do you know the teaching artists they facilitate. Um, the, the conversation and, and, and get everyone to a point where, uh, you know, they're on the same page in terms of how to move forward. And, and, and a lot of that, because there's multiple themes that are tossed around and discussed. Um, and so uh, a, a lot of the, the process is sort of vetting which theme kind of resonates with um, with the entire group that's going to be writing the play. Um, but, yeah, in the process of it, they're not thinking that it's controversial at all. They're just they're just sharing what, what is true for their own lives. And if it happens to be controversial, then, you know, that's, that's how it works out. But we're, we're telling the truth of these students and allowing them uh, the platform to express themselves and what's important to them. Um, so any discussion that's generated beyond that, uh, you know, I think is important. Um, but, uh, you know, great, a great sort of uh, after effect of, of the whole process. 
We are uh, chatting a- with uh, Joe Quintero and Adam Calasparis. They are the co-founders and directors of the Bridge Theater Project. Stands for Building Relationships and Inspiring Dialogue Through Global uh, Exchange. On that, yeah, Kevin didn't mean to uh, cut you off here, but I have a question ahead, for ahead, uh, both uh, Joe and uh, and Adam on this. Uh, when did you for, uh, folks first start writing plays? How old were you? Well, I uh, I started uh, seeing plays as early, you know, uh, as early as nine, ten years old. I lived 35 minutes outside of New York City, and so that definitely uh, influenced my path uh, as an artist, as an educator, and as a citizen, uh, uh, you know, where we see things that are reflected of our lives and that, you know, help us uh, see what's underneath. Um, and so, uh, you know, years later, I ended up writing one one man shows and and uh, you know this kind of thing. But I, I've always, you know, appreciated this art form um, wholeheartedly, and and it's no uh, no you know accident that you know I'm part of uh, a Bridge. That is that this is this is what gets done. You know, young children writing stories that mirror uh, what's going on in their lives, what's going on in their communities. So that that's what I would uh, say to that. What about you, Adam? Uh, for me, I uh, I began writing at a very young age. I can't even remember how young I was. I think as as young as I, I sort of knew how to write, um, I, I, I love to express my ideas, you know, um, whether it be short stories or poetry or just journaling or whatever the case was. Um, but I, I discovered my love of theater uh, probably in um, fourth grade. So it's, it's right at the age group um, of the kids that we're working with. Um, and uh, I performed in a regional play, you know, when I was a fourth grader, so that's eight, eight, eight or nine years old. Um, and, uh, and once I discovered my love of theater, my, uh, my writing became much more sort of theatrical, and, and, um, and uh, that, that persisted throughout my middle school and high school years and, and eventually into college when I when I decided to major in theater and, and, and focus specifically on playwriting and acting. Well, you, be, you have a, a tremendous impact. You started with three schools and what, approximately 100 students at Linwood Unified, and now you've expanded into all of the elementary schools, all 12, all the middle schools, and even have a master class now at Fireball High for their international baccalaureate students. And you produce, as I say, more than 100 plays. Uh, that's quite an impact. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, it, it's hard to sort of uh, uh, look at that and go, "Wow, we really, we really have, have done all this." My, my goodness, you know, because um, uh, it doesn't seem like that that long ago that we were were just beginning our partnership with Linwood Unified. Um, well, you produced over 100 plays so far, but when we come back in the next segment, we're going to talk about two specifically because they have had the honor of being performed by students in Rwanda as part of the Ubumuntu Arts Festival. And that will be coming up in the next segment on California School News Radio on wsradio.com. Uh, we're here with our guests, Adam Calasparis and Joe Quintero of the Bridge Theater Project. And I'm with my colleague, Drew Schlossberg. And we will be back right after this short break. Stay tuned.
Securing Our eCity Foundation is a nonprofit organization focused on cybersecurity awareness and education. Formed in 2011, their mission is to enable every San Diegan to live, work, and play safely in the cyber world. For more information, visit securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. securingourecity.org, 619-630-2444. securingourecity.org. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The SoCal Cyber Cup Challenge encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The SoCal Cyber Cup Challenge. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. You may have heard me brag about Progressive Medical Center and just how much they've helped me with my health. And Dr. Goley, one thing that you've helped so many people with is migraines. Unfortunately, there are millions and millions of Americans who are suffering with migraines and headaches, and they're debilitating because it affects the quality of their life, and they cannot function properly. At Progressive, we get to the root cause because we understand that migraines could be caused by nutritional deficiencies, hormonal imbalances, believe it or not, delayed food sensitivities. And once we determine what the real reason is, we put a plan of action together with medication that we get them off slowly and we put them on an all-natural approach and the results are amazing. Incredible. I mean, there's so many people that can say they don't live their lives with migraines anymore thanks to Progressive Medical Center. And that's what's exciting and rewarding to us as physicians because we help our patients take control of their health and that's why they're living well. Why don't you get a hold of Progressive Medical Center today? Don't live in pain. Don't have migraines anymore. Just go to their website, Progressive MedicalCenter.com. Well. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. This is Bill Gruber with BizVid Communications, a Southern California video production leader. We've been honored to sponsor, produce, write, and host many of the fine programs on WS Radio over the years. So we understand how important the Internet and your website exposure are. As video producers, we know the tricks and secrets to incorporate video to increase your search engine optimization and business success. Visit bizvidcommunications.com to see what we can do for you. B-I-Z-V-I-D communications.com. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Welcome back to California School News Radio, the voice of education in California on WSRadio.com. Our guests are Adam Calasparis and Joe Quintero of the Bridge Theater Project, which for the last four years has partnered with Linwood Unified School District to create student written and performed plays. But we want to talk, let's get right into Rwanda because, and the Ubuntu Arts Festival, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Because that is correct. That is a, that is a real mind blower. Uh, you've, you've had a couple of uh, plays. You've chosen 
two plays in particular to be uh, performed at the festival by Rwandan students. So how did this come about, and, and what was the impact on both sides of the, of the world? <laughs> um, Adam, well, it, Joe? It, it, yes, yes, sure. Uh, it's um, our partnership with, uh, in, in Rwanda was with a local theater company there called Masharika. Um, and they had come to Los Angeles, their troupe, um, several years before, I want to say it was six years now ago. Um, uh, Cho had found out about it, I believe, um, and, and uh, that they were going to be performing, and so um, we, we both decided to attend that, that performance, and we were blown away by, um, you know, by the themes and by the, the talent of, of this group, and uh, subsequently, they were offering in, uh, the theater workshop that adults could come to, um, and uh, I was able to attend that and meet the artistic director. And so, from that point on, um, we had the potential there for a partnership. Um, so, once we had been with Linwood for several years, um, we decided to to make good on this on this uh, this promise that we had made one another that we'd work together one day, uh, Masharika and us, and. Um, we reached out and contacted them, began planning that, but we knew we wanted Linwood to be represented, and so uh, we had to decide based on, at that time, uh, I want to say about 50 uh, or 60 plays had been written by the Linwood students, uh, which, which one we would select to, to bring abroad. And, and the first play, the, the play that was selected, was The Wall. I can almost guess what that's about, but please describe what The Wall is, uh, the synopsis of the play. Sure, sure. Uh, did you want to go for that, Joe, or do you want me to? Yeah, no, the, the wall uh, is definitely written in the time uh, uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, you know, when there was a lot of talk about the wall. Uh, wall. Um, but, you know, really the students uh, wanted to write about people not getting along and specifically neighbors not getting along. And what would it be if Right here in their community in Linwood, there was a wall built between, you know, different kinds of neighbors. Maybe these neighbors are a little too loud, or these other neighbors think they're, uh, you know, uh, uh, think they're a little better than everyone else. So they're inspired by, by what they see, by what they hear, but really it was smart on their part to not make it about what's so obvious about the wall, but to really... For them, it was important how it would be if there was a wall between their next friend next door, you know. So when this was presented at Ubumuntu last summer in Kigali, Rwanda, to, uh, you know, the, the, the amphitheater over there holds, uh, you know, about 2,000 people, uh, they really, uh, uh, you know, these are people from many parts, from all the continents are there either performing or observing uh, networking, etc. They had such a strong uh, uh, enthusiasm and response from the audience because everybody knew that you know there were several you know conversations happening at the same time. You know. Yeah, here's a question I have for uh, b- both you folks. We are chatting with uh, Joe Quintero and uh, Adam and Calasparis. They are the uh, co-founders and directors of. A bridge uh, theater project talking about the work with uh, Rwandan uh, students. Did the students in Rwanda, did they know about Our Wall before the Linwood students wrote this play? 
I don't believe so. Um, uh, uh, well, a- actually, they, they probably did. I feel, I feel as though um, the students that we worked with were, are very well informed politically what's happening all around the world. So in terms of the, um, uh, you know, the wall that, that uh, Trump has sanctioned to build, build um, I, I think they, they were aware of it. Um, and uh, the students, you know, in, in, in Linwood, they obviously, you know, were, were aware of, of that uh, happening as well. Um, and as Joe shared, wanted to sort of personalize it more uh, in the writing of their play. Um, but yeah, they, they understood. They understood what that was about, and, and um, uh, they they understood the, the stem, where that stemmed from, uh, politically uh, speaking. If that's what you meant. Well, you know, I find it. it well, first of all, I think that's great. I mean, because they're taking what's real. Of course, a lot of theaters about what is real, you know, and raw in all this business. Um, and certainly this has made news and um, our newspapers in San Diego end up in Claremont and, uh, and all over the place. And uh, I think that's terrific that students this young, uh, you know, really focus on something like this. And uh, thanks to your uh, leadership, you know, you know, go ahead and come up with their own different uh, views of it. And I think uh, that certainly is inspiring for uh, people to, uh, you know, take a look at what's going on in the world around them and then go ahead and, you know, work with people halfway around the world on these things. I think it's, uh, that's terrific. You agree on that, Kevin? Oh, I sure do. And, but but I, the coolest part that I feel is, because this last July, last year the students in Rwanda performed a play from Linwood. This year two students from Linwood went to Rwanda right. as student ambassadors, two students from Cesar Chavez Middle School, Zion Bennett and Jose Laguna, and Adam, Joe, what was their experience like? How did they react when they were in Re- Rwanda? Oh, there's so much to say about that. Uh, I, you know, it was Zion's first time on an airplane. It was Jose's first okay. time traveling that far. Um, and I think that, you know, at the end of it all, I, 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 you know, they really had uh, uh, an incredible educational, learning, transformative experience where they brought to life the words from, uh, you know, Rwandan kids writing about the genocide. Uh, and they did that, like, again, at this amphitheater, which is over 2,000 people, and they, they were uh, so uh, successful in what they did. And... Um, and with the friends that they made and uh, meeting the ambassador, uh, the U.S. ambassador in Rwanda, you know, it, it was, it, it, I think the cup run is over, I think I can say, <laughs> you know, about their experience, because I, I don't know how they could process all that, you know, giving the short amount of time that we were there. I think we were there for about a, a two weeks, and I would imagine... They had a wonderful time. You know, I could see their, uh, you know, their smiles that, uh, you know, uh, as young men, we, we can be protective at that age uh, uh, and, and, and not, maybe not, uh, you know, uh, smile as much. But they were smiling uh, left and right, you know, every day. Uh, and, I, and my suspicion is that as time unfolds, they can, you know, decompress and they'll continue decompressing the different facets of this trip. Did you want to add anything, Adam? Oh, I mean, I, I, I agree with everything you shared. I think it's it's hard for them, you know, as as young boys, you know, 14 years old. They're just starting their high school careers right now uh, this year, and uh, for them to 
articulate what the experience was for them. I, I don't know that I would have been able to articulate that at that young of an age. Um, well, uh, I think it's, it's transformative for, for everyone involved, and not just the not just the kids, but but the entire team. Um, you know, when we traveled there, we really gelled almost like a family unit. You know, we're traveling together, we're we're all staying you know in different rooms at the same hotel, and going out and having dinner and and uh, and lunch and. And, uh, breakfast in the morning at the hotel. So we really do start to develop a dynamic that we get to know these boys a little bit more. And um, and uh, we could tell, even though it wasn't articulated, that this was something that they will absolutely never forget and will inform them. Well, gentlemen, it seems like we have just started our conversation, but fortunately we are <laughs> out of time. Thank you to Adam Calisperis and to Contero of Bridge Theater Project, as well as Dr. Edward Zuniga, superintendent of El Monte Union High School District. I'd also like to thank Wade Taylor of WSRadio.com and Val Martinez of DMA Communications and my colleague Drew Schlossberg. We'll be back in live next Tuesday with another edition of California School News Radio. One person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives, and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. That person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What?, Steve Ulcher, award-winning author and founder of the Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free. Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Securing Our E-City Foundation is a nonprofit organization focused on cybersecurity awareness and education. Formed in 2011, their mission is to enable every San Diegan to live, work, and play safely in the cyber world. For more information, visit securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. securingourecity.org, 619-630-2444. securingourecity.org. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. I'm Nicole Heffel, an attorney with the Heffel Law Firm, and I'd like to encourage you to join me in honoring our troops. Part of the Heffel Law Firm's mission is to advocate for those returning veterans in need at no cost to them. You can help us with this by allowing us to serve you with your estate planning needs. I'd like to invite you to contact me at hefflaw.com. That's 
H E F E L law.com or call 619 550 3080.